1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. I'm here with Zach Rizzuto. We're going to go over our week nine wide receiver rankings, our week nine tight end rankings. But first, we're going to go over a bunch of news, a bunch of injury news to best prepare you going into the weekend, going into week nine. Uh, We're also going to go over Thursday Night Football, last night's game. A lot closer game than we thought it was going to be, Zach, throughout the first three quarters. And, you know, preciser, right? Like they were onto something there right, with their mm-hmm. prediction, right? Yeah. Like, remember, like, they thought the Texans were only going to lose by one point. It was 21 to 17 going into the fourth quarter. Uh, and, you know, they they ended up, it, you know, I think the spread was 14 going into the game. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because what happened at the end of the game, you know, uh, heavily affected betting outcomes, right? If you bet it on the over, you got it because of that last minute uh, penalty. Right. That allowed right. them to go for two and then, you know, all that. So it was uh, it was definitely an interesting outcome yesterday for a lot of people. Uh, and, you know, everybody was like, oh, man, it's not going to hit the over. And then all of a sudden that one point makes a huge difference. Right. Um, but uh, going over that game real quick, man, Dallas got a huge game. Went eight for 100 and a touchdown. A.J. Brown uh, and Devontae Smith's nights were a lot quieter, you know, especially in that first half. Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown ended up getting done that third quarter with that touchdown, but only eight targets combined for those two. Uh, and out of the eight games the Eagles have played this year, Devontae Smith has had five games of under 50 receiving yards. Okay. Yeah. So at this point, um, about halfway through their season, would you say that Devontae Smith is still a top 24 receiver the rest of the way, or is he creeping into wide receiver three territory?
0: I'm not sure he ever kind of escaped, you know, that wide receiver three territory. I don't think he's a low end or, you know, like mid wide receiver three. I think he's a high end wide receiver three just because this is a good offense and they're airing it out a lot more. Like we said, um, we wanted them to this season. But outside of that 30 point game where he scored the, the touchdown, he was just like he turned into Randy Moss for a week. You know, I mean, it, it's been pretty middle of the pack output. You know, he had that one game, too, against Arizona. We got targeted 11 times. But outside of those two games, he's never eclipsed more than eight targets in a game um I, I haven't moved him up too far I, i've i i was wasn't really a big fan of him coming in the season because we know aj brown will do his throwing his thing and he'll get targets um but it, it looked good earlier in the season but he's kind of you know leveled off at this point you know that upside he hasn't really been able to capitalize on that these past few weeks it's not to say they can't do it again he's definitely talented enough to have more explosive games but i'm not sure how many of, the, of those are going to be down the stretch Um, You know, as long as they're in these positive game scripts, they didn't have to throw that much, even though it was a closer game than we thought it might be. They're running the ball well and, you know, pretty much on demand. They could do whatever they wanted to in the run game. Um, And obviously, you know, Dallas Goddard having a big day didn't help his case. But um, that's just the way it's going to be with this offense. There's so many weapons, you know, Um, only so many can have those big days. And it just hasn't been Devontae Smith's day these past few weeks.
1: Yeah, and you know, this was a tougher matchup for him, but you know, and he does have a way better matchup next week against the Commanders and I'll probably be all over him next week and I'll probably rank him in the top 24, but it, it's definitely been iffy and been up and down for him because he only gave you 4.2 points in the PPR uh, last night, and that's not yeah. his lowest output of the season. Okay, he had, a, <laughs> he had a zero point game against Detroit in week one. Yeah, uh, Don't forget that. Damian Pierce had 27 carries for 139 yards. He wasn't targeted in this game mm-hmm. uh however you know he did run around on 60 percent of dropbacks. he did run uh he did run again as the primary two minute back which is exactly what, what we wanted to see over the last two weeks that's what's been going on and 78 percent of snaps is exactly what you want and dude at this point I, I think he's a top 12 running back rest of the season like i don't know how, how else to slice it this is the uses that you want to see yeah. out of a guy like him
0: I, I, th- I think that you can call him a top 12 running back. I think he's low top 12. And that's just because, you know, the usage is that of an elite running back. You know, um, I m- maybe, you know, the snap participation is even more um, encouraging than the usage. Obviously, you know, he ran all those routes, but he didn't get any targets. But the thing that kind of reared his ugly head for me that I, you know, talked about, I think it was two days ago on the podcast, you know, regarding his upside is the touchdowns. You know, he had 27 carries, 139 yards. That's really good. I think that's averaging five yards a carry on 27 carries. That's great. And you saw the way he was running the whole night. Not only was he the primary two-minute back, he was the primary offensive weapon. That's just what he does. You know, They were going to run the offense through him, and it was shameless at that point. They just handed it to him um, over and over and over. I think it was five plays in a row on the one drive. They just kept handing him the ball, and that was when he broke off that 36-yard run. But – you know, he looked really good. It's just the touchdowns weren't there. And that was my concern, that, you know, he'd get all this usage and it's pretty much empty calories. I think that's what we talked about. Um, You know, 139 yards, really nice output on the ground. But with, without a touchdown, that doesn't amount to much, especially if you're not getting those catches or those targets either. Um, This is where I said, you know, that the ceiling would come into play because of the offense he's on. I think this could continue to haunt him in the future. I do expect him to do a lot better, you know, in the touchdown department moving forward. But this is just kind of, you know... Uh, it's like both worlds where obviously you were buying Damian Pierce, you know, because he's, the usage is obviously there, but I was a little bit leery because of the touchdown. So we kind of got, you know, both of us got a little vindication there.
1: <laughs> I guess so. But like he almost had a touchdown if they decided not to throw it at the two yard line, right. right? Like he was right there, you know, they could have just handed the ball off to him, but instead they threw
0: it to the tight end for the touchdown. Yeah. Um, and like, well, you know, what was his I'm, name? <laughs> it wasn't even to like a brevin good. jordan or somebody that you might have picked up on the waiver wire just one catch uh, on the night <laughs> tegan Quittoriano. yeah that's
1: the qu- Quitoriano. Quitoriano. <laughs> did you ever see
0: those uh that segment i forget they used to do it it was like that helps nobody it's like yeah yeah. that's 100 what that was <laughs> exactly and it, it could have
1: helped damian pierce yeah. a lot if he 100%. had that touchdown at least would have satisfied you but Listen, man, 60% of dropbacks running around on that, getting the two-minute offense, that's what matters to me uh, over him not getting zero targets. Um, so, you know, he is a—he th- is an every down back at this point, and I-, I love it. Like, he didn't get the targets in this game, but I'm expecting moving forward, I think this is more of an exception because of the fact that he's running so many routes and hasn't get tar- got targeted. Uh, right. So I'm expecting that numbers to go up, and I'm assuming that that number will go up just based on the number of routes that he's running in his role. Um, I'm looking at that more than the actual number of targets he got, but zero targets like that's not what you want to see. But no. you know, ho- hopefully, moving forward, he's able to, to 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 get some targets going his way. Yeah. Let's see what else happened in this game. That's about it, really. I mean, it was a. Miles well, Sanders was able to do his thing too, like we talked about.
0: Yeah, it was a quiet fantasy night. You know, just outside of I'd say Dallas Goddard. You know, that might end up being the tight end one performance this week, um, unless yeah, Travis probably. Kelsey does his thing. But um, you, you know, Travis I, Kelsey,
1: or, or do you mean the real tight end one? This week. Isaiah likely.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But do we know if Mark Andrews is playing yet? I we mean, don't. I guess we'll talk he about it. He
1: hasn't practiced as of yet. And you know, that's a good thing to get. Let's just get right into it, man. Like he hasn't, yeah. you know, we'll t- we'll get into the news now. You know, Mark Andrews is not practicing. Um, likely, likely might get some run anyway, right? Rashad Bateman. Let's talk about it now. Rashad Bateman out for the season. Yeah. With a season ending, season ending list frank surgery. That's not good. You know, I hopefully he can revive his career right like you never want to go through a list frank surgery because that could have some lingering effects hopefully he'll be fine mm-hmm. for his career hopefully this doesn't affect his career or his dynasty stock too much um you know that sucks for this offense it sucks for lamar jackson right um i i would guess the primary beneficiary here would likely be devin duvernay mm-hmm. um he's probably like an upside flex play rest of season maybe a low and wide receiver three at times depending on bye weeks and stuff but I, so I'd make sure he's rostered. He probably is in your league. Um, I'd make sure Isaiah Likely's rostered too, regardless yeah. of whether Mark Andrews is playing or not. Like, I, you know, at this point, so they assume Rashad Bateman was going to be back. So why make any permanent changes? But now they don't have anybody, dude. Like, right. uh, why not run both these guys at the same time, right? Yeah. Andrews and Likely. Because those are their best options. And we saw, like every no matter what quarterback is, is in there, they've shown rapport with Isaiah Likely because he just opened all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so Likely might get some extra run regardless. And, you know, I, I'm not sure if Andrews plays if I'm going to play Likely this week. But I want to see how it all plays out and see what the Ravens do from a personnel standpoint because now without Rashad Bateman, they're going to have to make some permanent changes here.
0: Yeah. And if you picked up Isaiah, likely you're at a point where he can really only appreciate, assuming he doesn't get injured, you know, in terms of his value. It's only going to go up from this point, I think. Um, You look at the receivers they have to pick up the slack, you know, with Rashad Bateman being out. They were anticipating him being back. And obviously they've been getting by without him. You know, they've been doing all right. But is Devin Duvernay, Demarcus Robinson, just not Justin, James Prochet. You're going to have one of them line up as like have one of them on the field at all times. Like I'd rather have, you know, two tight ends set with Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely out there yeah. over any of those receivers, which you just kind of mentioned. But yeah. Isaiah Likely, it like we also talked about this too, he's a receiver in like tight end body. You know, he, he's always open and he's going to be a good pass catcher for you regardless of where he lines up from. He could line up out wide. He can also line up in line. It doesn't matter where he's going to be. He's going to be able to get that separation. So I, I like Isaiah Likely as an asset at this point. You know, like I said, I think his value can only go up. It's gone up a little bit already, especially with Mark Andrews being out and him taking advantage of the work that he got last week. You know, he's shown that he is, and I keep calling him this, you know, the only tight end handcuff really right now in fantasy football. And if Mark Andrews misses time, you know, you could have yourself, you know, a locked in, you know, tight end, top five tight end, which hard to come by these days.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For sure. Another guy who's not practicing for them, Gus Edwards. And Kenyon Drake would be the play for me in his place as a low-end RB2 this team is banged up, dude. Like this offense yeah. is banged up, and it's gonna. At the end of the day, it's gonna affect Lamar Jackson too. Yeah, Lamar Jackson's gonna have a high floor, but his ceiling, it's gonna be tough to come by. And we've seen that. You know, he hasn't mm-hmm. hit that ceiling. You know, since the few few weeks, first few weeks of the season.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm surprised, kind of that. You know, I'm not saying that the Ravens should have moved for a receiver. You know, obviously at that point before the trade deadline, they soon Rashad Bateman was gonna be back, but you know they could really use some help right now. I, I'm thinking, done. you know if it comes down to it and they keep having rough performances I don't think I'd rule out maybe you know Odell Beckham Jr. might go there so that would be a name I'm looking at obviously Odell could go anywhere at this point but he might fit there in Baltimore I think with Lamar Jackson seems like it should it seems like a spot I could like I could see that happening that's just me so maybe if things go poorly for Lamar these next two weeks you know something happens there there's always that chance that they could add somebody through free agency but Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. With Lamar Jackson, his ceiling is going to be – we're not going to be having those 40-point performances, I don't think, um, anytime soon.
1: K-Makers is back with the Rams. He's practicing in full, and he's claiming that none of that was on him. But in terms of how this backfield shakes out, I'm avoiding the whole thing. Yeah, no Dell Henderson in my lineup. No K-Makers in my lineup. No adult film star Ronnie Rivers in my lineup. (laughs) I'm going to continue to stash Kyron Williams, though right? Because Mm -hmm. he's the only running back that doesn't seem to be looked at negatively at this point by Sean McVay. Um, So, yeah, I'm avoiding this whole backfield. And Cooper Cup, he's also back in practice. He got a limited in on Thursday, and he should be good to go for this week as well.
0: Yeah, that's about as much as you need to know about this backfield just avoid it like last it. year you could say that you know oh it's a good offense so maybe one of them is due for a touchdown so like, at this point the offense isn't even that good if it's a touchdown it's gonna be going to cooper cup so i, I think that yeah just avoid it 100 even if you had daryl henderson he it's not like he was doing any wonders for you in your lineup anyway you know you thought you might have had something there but you don't i'm
1: gonna hold on to k makers just for a week and see how this backfield plays out, and if he doesn't do anything this week, if it continues to be a share, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna drop him. Yeah, that's it. That's over. Austin Eckler had a limited practice due to an abdomen injury. Hopefully, that's nothing too serious, and he'll be able to play. Keep an eye on his practice status today. Um, let's say he's out this week, right? I'd probably play Sony Michelle before I play Isaiah Spiller. Spiller's been yep. inactive the entire year until this past week. Uh, before their buy, and Michelle, he got more run than him in their last game together. So, and that was Spiller's first touches of the season. So, I, I hopefully Eckler's fine. They said that you know they were just it was just out of caution. So hopefully that is the case. Cowboys running back coach Skip Pete believes Tony Pollard maxes out at 30 weekly plays, which is absolutely terrible news yeah. right there for Pollard. Like he had the three touchdowns last week, but he didn't have an every down role. He was just like uber efficient with the touches that he had. And Mm -hmm. we can be happy with that production, right? In that one game sample. But for that to be sustainable, like as a high end RB1 handcuff, like he needs more snaps if Zeke were to ever be out again for him to sustain that. And it's a blow to him, his value for the rest of the season, to be honest. Because if Zeke were to, like the one, one of the reasons you're holding on to Tony Pollard is because if Zeke were to get hurt, he becomes an every down back for that offense. And obviously, you know, he'll still be a good play. But he's not going to be a high-end RB one play for me. If Zeke were to be out,
0: I don't know. I'm not taking that too much to heart. You know that report or whatever. I, I'm not. I'm not too worried about it because he, you know, how many snaps did he play with Zeke out last week? Was it more than thirty? Like, was it much more than thirty? He, he, yeah. So if he's not going to get that which he hasn't and he still put up that type of performance we've seen how explosive he is it's a wonder why they don't let him just handle the backfield you know at this point i don't think we're gonna be able to see that this season but maybe next season but i'm not worried about it the way he plays you know his explosiveness the home run capability he has it regardless of how many touches he's getting he he doesn't need that many he doesn't need as many as zeke to produce the same way as zeke um he's a much more dynamic talent he can pass catch and he can run You know, he looks slippery between the tackles and on the outside. He's, you know, quick to the edge. It's just good. He's a good player. So as long as he gets a couple touches, I think he's going to be fine, especially if Zeke misses time. I'm starting him as a high-end RB1 each week. I mean, I I don't heed that warning too much. You know, I know that it might be a little bit concerning to hear, but if that's not what he's seen already, then what are we worried about?
1: Hard disagree on that one for me. Like, (laughs) I'm not somebody who depends on efficiency. Right, like right. we saw it. We had a one-game sample size with Zeke out, and he didn't get all the snaps. Only fifty fifty-five percent of snaps. Like, dude, are you kidding me? And who did you, who did you, uh, compliment him with? Somebody I never heard of,
0: Malik Davis. You know what I'm saying, yeah. and, and
1: then on top, I of that, only know
0: that because I'm a Cowboys fan.
1: <laughs> right, and 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 on top of that, after the game, you're like, yeah, well, he maxed. That's where he maxes out at, and it's like they've true, they've truly look at him as a compliment type of back like not somebody who's not an every down guy and you know it's sure, he had you know whatever it was 15 carries and he ended up with three touchdowns but 15 carries is not going to get you three touchdowns every week it might not even get, get, get you one now the good thing is that this is a relatively good uh good offense and there will be some goal line carries and he'll get a goal line carry sure yeah but is he going to get you like 150 yards on 15 carries he might get you on most weeks, if you're if he's given the full workload for you know a, a larger sample size of five or six games, most games he's probably gonna give you like 15 carries for 75 yards or 80 yards, and that's on the efficient side of things, right? If he's only averaging like four four yards of carry in one of these games, he'll give you 60 yards, and you're hoping that he gets you a touchdown, right? So this is you know he ended up get, get, getting it done for you, and obviously you're gonna have him in your lineup, but I'm not gonna be playing him. You know, over these, you know, other RB1s that are going to be getting 20 plus touches every single week.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't advocate for starting Tony. If Tony Pollard starts out, if Tony Pollard plays and Zeke is hurt, I wouldn't advocate starting him over any of our top 10, 12 guys. I mean, well, maybe, maybe the top six or seven, because I I think that the upside is still there. You know, obviously it looks, bad from an efficiency a sustainability standpoint because he was super efficient but i think that's kind of his mo you know he, he produces very well when he does you know get the ball that's all there is to it they don't give him enough volume that's the only thing that's holding it back for me even with the volume that he gets you know he's played the past three weeks he's had very similar workload in all of them you know i think it was around right around 14 opportunities in all of them so and that's with zeke playing and without him playing Obviously, without Zeke playing, he had his best output of the season. So I, I think that can continue if Zeke doesn't play again this week. But I, I expect Zeke back. You know, it, he, it's crazy. It,
1: it's crazy. Yeah, I I expect him back too. And it's crazy because without Zeke, he had one more touch. Yeah, <laughs> <than> <laughs> but the week three before. more touchdowns. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? yeah, and three more touchdowns. So like, yeah. what is more? What is more reliable, like in terms of data, like for future production? It's not touchdowns, right? It's the touches. It's the opportunity. So that's my issue now, and it's like, man, like this—it's super disappointing to hear that from me. You know,
0: well, he I, was one I... of those
1: guys. He was one of those guys that, like, you know, if Zeke were to go down, like, he was just going to explode. You know, whenever, whenever that happens, and he did end up exploding in that one game. We, but I, I did not rank him in my top five. You know, knowing that he was only going to get fifty percent of snaps, because if he was only going to get fifty percent of snaps, I would have put him maybe as a low-end RB one, high-end RB two, if that.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, if you zoom in with a microscope and look at that usage and say, yeah, then maybe we change that ranking. But I just, you know, we, we saw this coming. We knew that if you get the touches, any more touches than he's been getting, which he didn't really, if he just, didn't, yeah. if crazy. he led the backfield, you know, that he'd do well. And I think that we saw that. I think he's good for at least something close. I, I think he's going to be much closer to an explosive day if he plays and Zeke doesn't, then he's going to be, you know, then a quiet yeah. outing where he has like six and a half points it's not going to be a game type.
1: The best part about it is that he gets all the goal line looks, right? Like that's the yeah. best part. It's like you know, that is like the major upgrade right there when Zeke isn't in, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that that part of it is the best part.
0: Yeah, because right. when when Zeke is in, Zeke gets all the touches inside 10 yards. You know, so it's like He
1: definitely gets the first crack at it.
0: Yeah. For sure. And if if Tony Pollard's going to score a touchdown while Zeke is playing, it's going to have to come from 30, 40, 50 <laughs> yards out. Yeah. That's that's the part that sucks. <laughs>
1: All right. Let's move on to Derrick Henry. He didn't practice yesterday because of a foot injury. Something to keep in mind. He says he's perfectly fine and that he'll be out there. But just so you know, the guy you want to play if he's out is Don Hilliard. And, you know, he would be a pretty good play against Kansas City if Derrick Henry were to be out for whatever reason. And as a foot injury, remember what injury Derrick Henry was out for all last season. So that's something to keep in mind and pay attention to today. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor still not practicing on Thursday. We talked about him ad nauseum this week, so I'm not going to talk about it too much more. But Deion Jackson would be the back to play in his place. Let's see if Jonathan Taylor ends up practicing today on Friday. Right. Chuba Hubbard has been ruled out, so it seems like they were really downplaying his ankle injury. He, that's two straight weeks that he's out now. It'll be Deontay Foreman once again, and he's going to be a solid RB2 play this week. If you saw yesterday's podcast, um, I moved him up like right ahead of. Uh, I think it was um, Mostert, right? So he would have been yeah, I think down, he had like, at, RB. like 18, He's I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. But as a mid RB2, solid RB2, he's a good play this week. A Tough, lot tougher matchup, right? But uh, he should be okay and good to yeah. go.